Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz, and we have with us... Your brother from another mother, Michael Red. Miguel Rojo. Uh, I know uh, those are used to hearing Ryan McCarsky, but he's... Uh, giving us some time in the next two weeks. I know we've said this before in the past that Mike is going to be chiming in on the subjects that we're going to be hitting. So, uh, Mike, I'm excited that you are part of us talking about pride. Uh, we've been talking about it for the last three or four weeks. So I'm glad that uh, to get your perspective and your voice on it. Uh, but before we get in there, man, how you doing, my brother? Man, I'm doing fantastic, Danny. Um, and I mean that people say that and they lie. Not not telling the truth and walking pride and not saying the truth, but in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, uh, doing well, man. Uh, let me just say this, man. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Danny and I have been walking together for 15 years, going on 15 years, and it's been an absolute joy and delight, man, to see what you've done with the ministry, with the podcast, man. Um, you and Ryan have done an incredible job with the podcast, and so I'm always honored to be on with you, man whenever I can, and uh, I'm going to continue to be on here more and more with you. More often, especially in the years to come, um, I think, uh, man, I've enjoyed the last 15 years. Uh, your voice is a voice that needs to be heard um, in the airways, and, and we know this, that this podcast will live. You know, I, I, I come in this every time with a prayer. Lord, whoever this thing touches, whether it's today, tomorrow, or years to come, yeah. If the Lord tarries in 200 years from now, they're still hearing about pride because pride is still going to be on the earth. Um, hopefully they can get uh, delivered, set free, um, yeah, understand yeah. Old, old nature, new nature. So, man, I appreciate the sentiment uh, so that everyone knows, man. Uh, love you, my brother. Thank God for you. Can't be who I am without you. Um, and there's more to come for the wave. So those who are listening, there's more to come. We've been having Absolutely. some incredible weirdings. We have a weekend of prayer coming up um, that I believe God is going to speak to us on the more to come. And uh, man, I'm, I'm excited for uh, the future of the wave of where we're going and, and the lives that are being touched through it. And uh, it's just the beginning, you know, and we've been building a foundation for 15 years. I can say that. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. It's been beautiful. It's been incredible. Glorious. You got to go deep before you can go high. So, you That's know, right. for us, it's been a, I, I, I want to make you laugh at this. Um, but, you know, really what it is, is a journey inviting everybody to a journey of death. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it, that's what the waves on the earth for, man. We got we got two main, main glorious topics that the, the Lord has given us since the uh, inception of this thing is presence and dying to self. And um, as, as, as we invite you to the presence, the presence is going to highlight old nature, right? Because we've been talking about old nature and new nature dynamics. And so the Holy Spirit highlights old nature so that that old nature could die so that you can walk in a new nature. 100%. 100%. We decrease so, and he creases in us. Come on, man. Come on, John. Come on, John. That's the purpose of life. Go ahead, Dean. I'm sorry. No, I love it. No, I want to hear from you, man. So that's why I love it, man. Look, at 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 2 is our main scripture. Uh, we've been on this scripture for over a year. 
we're going to be on the scripture for the next two years. Um, so we've been taking our time. Uh, it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, and proud. And we stop right there because we have, for the past year and a half, gone over what the last days means here. Uh, who are the men that he's talking to? What is lovers of money? What is posting? Uh, what is lovers of yourselves? But we have landed on pride. And so pride is the old nature. Humility is the new nature. So we've been covering on uh, the old nature, Mike. And it's been wonderful. And we've been talking about what is pride. Pride is really, and, and we just put a simple definition to pride. Um, you know, pride is everything God is not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it is really the opposite of God. And so that's probably the most simplest definition of what pride is. It's the opposite of God. So we've done that. We've we have talked about self-exhortation last week. And this way, Mike, I want to get into something. I want to get into the heart because I know you and I, we meet a lot of people and a lot of people come through and we always land on the conditions of the heart because I think the old nature is, um, is lived in this heart condition that humanity has within itself. And so what I mean by that is Jeremiah 17. But if you have anything to say about that, just go ahead and jump in, Mike. So I, I want to hit on the heart today, Mike, and I want to talk about this old nature and how man's depravity lives in this old nature of the heart condition. Yeah, you know, pride is a very difficult conversation to have, if we all can be honest, because we all have it. Every human. We all deal with it every single day of our lives. And that is the war within us to be able to have direction for my life without the involvement of God. Yeah. I'm going to say that again, to have direction for my life without the involvement of God, making decisions without the involvement of the Holy Spirit in my life. Right. And so the root of anger even is even pride. And we, we can touch on that a little bit later on the podcast, but the thing I'm, I've noticed um, in this topic is that our culture is so intoxicated, Danny, off of pride, right? Because you have black pride, you have white pride. In fact, there's a group called the Proud Boys, right? Yeah. You have Republican pride, you have Democratic pride, right? And everyone right now is in a battle to be right. I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Everyone is in a battle in a war to prove that they are right, right? Yeah. And you're talking about the heart, right? And we, even if you look at social media, Danny, social media, Instagram, Facebook, right? And, and, and there's good that comes about from it. But for the most part, social media, in my opinion, is nothing more than a big portfolio of pride. 100 <laughs> percent self-exaltation yes yes it's 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 the hearts of men being revealed right and so the the hearts of men need to be healed man in this time because yeah. at the root of everything is the heart right i did an abundance of the, the heart the mouth speaks right um as a man thinketh, so is he. The inner being, the inner person of, of all of us needs to be healed and made whole, right? And so not to be, be long-winded, but 
no when you talk I love about that, social man. media you, you see the you see the hearts of people revealed man and right now we just live in a prideful time right now and and you said something because it took me because we all you're also in the business world mike so everything in that world is pride. yes right everything right every direction that you look in business non-business i mean everything is like pride 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 and, and on, I, I, what i heard from you is the, the eyes 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 last week we talked about self-exaltation and we talked about when Lucifer said, I, 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 I will exalt myself. I, 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 everything's I. And it's the two I's, idolatry and identity. Yeah. Idolatry and identity, right? And so men are trying to find the identity because the heart condition is so broken, right? From the heart. And you said something because it is a revealing of the heart. Just look at someone's social media. If you want to know where somebody's at? I will say this, and I know this may sound offensive, but that's okay. This is what we do. Just look, if you want to know what somebody's walk with the Lord is at, look at their social media. And once you see their social media, it tells you all about their walk. Now, it's not our job to judge that, but it'll tell you where they at in their walk and their journey with the Lord, you know? And everyone is, that's why we're living from the presence of God, and the answer is the Holy Spirit. But us understanding what pride is, and understanding how it creeps in is so important because you should listen to this podcast right now and go, man, I should go check out my social media and see what I'm about, right? What is I, I, am I walking in true identity or am I walking in idolatry? Like I'm going to be able to tell that by looking at my own social media. We should be able to challenge one another so that we can go, hey, listen, I know all of us struggle with it, but man, you were prideful at that moment, man. You did this, you said this, and we catch ourselves, Mike. I know I do. I catch myself in times where like, I don't even know why I said that. That was all pride, mm. right? It's like we ourselves are have to have the Holy Spirit. Not only can, can a friend, not only can Mike come up to me and say, hey, man, D, man, that was out of line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, it's from a place of pride. Right. That's needed no, in these days. Right. right. But as much more as that's needed, man, how about the Holy Spirit speaking to your ear when you walk away from a conversation and go, why did you say that? That was that was not something that you should have said. That came from a place of insecurity. That came from a wow. place of not having your identity right. Man, those are the real things that we know we're walking with in the stone tune with the spirit. And the spirit is allowed to speak to you about your own heart condition. No question, man. I think one of the hardest things to say in life in general is to say, I repent. Mm. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I've never heard that before. <laughs> those are some of the most tough sayings, right? Hardest sayings because our pride is so rooted into wanting to be right. Our hearts are so rooted into wanting to be right. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, you mentioned, go ahead, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 stay on it, stay on it. Go, stay on it. Stay on it. no, 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 no. You said something that Don't just sparked something in my brain. You're 46, stay on it, you're 46. <laughs> <laughs> why are you killing me, y'all? And why are you killing me, man? Uh, oh my goodness. No, because even, even you and I talked about this uh, last week, I think I forgot what we were talking about. And it, it reminded me what you just said sparked to what we were talking about. Like, why can't we even get credit to people when we say something about? That's right. Like, even when we read, like when you, you study, it. when you study, like always, when you study, 
like we, there's nothing new under the sun, right? And so instead of going, hey, I use this program to study and I, this is where I deduct this from, or man, this guy, you know, Dr. You know, Calvin, you know, Johnson said this, right? Or, you know, this guy, or, you know, Damon Thompson, or I don't know who the latest people are that people listen to, you know, um, you know, this other person said this or Beth Moore or whatever. She was reading this. Like a lot of times we so misidentify and we so lost from some, from the heart point of view that, man, we we even take things. And sometimes people do it innocent. I do believe it because they just want to get the information out. But when you like build a platform, I've seen this happen. People build platforms and series and books on other people, stuff that God has given other people without even giving them credit and saying, man, I got the foundation exactly of this right. thought from this person, man. Um, and, and I, that's why I, I always say, man, oh, Mike said this, you know, oh, what, I remember when Mike said this, why? Because he said it and, you know, I got to give him credit for saying that and to spark this, but I don't even know why we have a difficult time even giving other people props because of the pride that's in us to want people to think that we're smart and that no I got it together. It. No doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. That's exactly right. Um, it's plagiarism. Right? Yeah, plagiarism is a form of pride. Yeah, right? not giving honor, right? So the root of dishonor at the end of the day is pride, right? Being able to say this person shaped my life. This person is where I got this quote. This book is where I read. Right? The refusal to do that is exalting yourself, which is the sin of pride. Right? Come on. And so it's 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 all it's rampant right now, right? Throughout all of all the all the world right now. Of, of wanting to exalt yourself. Uh, it all comes from orphanism, right? At the end of the day, the lack of identity, the lack of affirmation from the Father, the lack of knowing the love of God over your life and letting that begin to tenderize the heart, right? That's why the message of the presence of God is so critical. The presence of God begins to tenderize the heart, right? And reveal the heart um, in those moments. And so uh, you mentioned earlier about business even, I mean, organizations. Which is, which is interesting because if your business is stuck in a rut or your organization is stuck in a rut, that's a reflection of your heart actually. Mm. And what I mean by that is if there's no personal evolution, if there's not personal evolution, don't expect your organization to evolve Come or on, your man. business to evolve, right? The, res the responsibility of a leader, in my opinion, and leaders is to guarantee a future for the organization. Mm. If I'm stuck in pride and refuse to move and shift, right? Then I'm gonna I'm forfeiting the future of the organization that I'm running or the business that I'm running. So that's why it's important to study and to read books and read up on the trends, right? never being complacent, right? And never being content, right? So you have to guarantee the future of the earth. So I'm talking too much, Danny, but- No, 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 you, no, you hit us up in powerful because even if you don't know how to read in a sense, what to read, bringing people in, right? Cry, crying out for help. Like look, look at the humility and just saying, hey, I need help. Like going to your board, going to your friends, going to your boss, boss, I need help. I'm overwhelmed. 
this is way over my head, right? Even having those conversations, if you have your pride and like, oh, I'm going to figure this out, I'm going to figure this out, and then it's too late and your business is done because then your pride drove that business to the ground. How many people are you and I have seen, Mike, that all you had to do was reach out to somebody? All you had to reach, people reach out to us all the time. I know, as a fact, you know, I just had conversations this week with CEOs. You know, they reach out and I'm glad. But a lot of times, to be honest, they reach out when it's way too late. <laughs> it's like, bro, you should have reached out like a year ago. <laughs> like this, this thing has been yeah. bad for a while. You know what I mean? And next, you know, you Come look on, at man. this stuff and you're like, bro, you was, you was broke. Not when this week, when you could have, you know, actually fulfill your obligations <laughs> to pay your people. You were yes. broke six months ago, bro. You know what I mean? Mm. And you should mm. have probably called six months ago right now. We won't say that because we walk in integrity and we walk with the love of Christ and there's some grace and mercy on us. But sometimes I have to say that to people, right? Even with grace and mercy, like, bro, it's your pride that kept you trying to keep this thing afloat, trying to keep something going. And we do that with so much stuff in our in our homes. I, and I would take it into the personal thing. I might, even in your wife and your husband, even if you had a great dynamic couple, man, if one is doing the books and the other one is not doing the books and the other one don't know what's happening, next thing you know, instead of crying out for help, you think you had it all together, right? All those things, that's why pride seeps into even your relationships at home, relationship with your kids, relationships in business, it seeps in because the heart condition is always, I got this, I'm going to get it done. Let me let me say a few things. You're, you're spot on, man, and what you're saying. The, and I hope people are listening to this in the sense of taking notes. The threat to future success is actually current success. Come on, man. I'm going to say that again. The threat to future success or achievement is actually current success and achievement. How do I go from good to green? Humility. Yeah. See, humility is an untapped resource. We know what First Peter says in verse 5 and verse 6 says. It says, humble yourselves. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and he will lift you up in due time, right? Which is new dynamics. It, we're going we're gonna to get into humility. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I wanted to yeah. point that out. That's the new dynamics. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. New nature. Yes. But what I've discovered, even through like basketball and sports and business, is that gifted people struggle with pride. Jeez. Come on, man. The gifted deal with pride on a whole nother level. And being on the, the Redeem team in 2008 at the Olympics, which the documentary just came out on Netflix, which is spectacular. One of the I things saw, that- I saw people, it, by the way. Yeah, yeah, oh, amazing, amazing. One, one of the things that people will discover about Kobe Bryant um, is that as gifted as he was, his work ethic was second to none. Always looking to get better, always curious. We worked out together for three summers in, in a row. And we became like brothers, man. And we did everything together, including working out together. And what I was able to see from him was, although he was extremely gifted, the best player, he worked the hardest, right? And was always curious and open. So when it came to getting better and becoming great, he didn't have pride at all because he wanted to learn from everybody to become even better, right? And so again, I've noticed incredible talented basketball players who are naturally gifted struggle with pride because they felt like they didn't have to get better because they were already naturally gifted, right? 
So pride begins to erode your future. It begins to eat away at your potential. That's so good. No, no, no. And I don't know if, uh, see, I'm going to give you credit here. Either Michael Red said this or Damon Thompson said this at one time in our journey the last 15 years. I don't know which one of them said this, but it's about the gift. It's a blessing that you're gifted, but it's also a curse that you're gifted. (laughs) A gift is a blessing. And a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. You're blessed that, to your point. You're blessed that you have the gift, but you can be cursed because you can be limited by the thinking that my gift is the only thing that's gonna make get me there. Right. Yeah. And so that's why, again, we're gonna continue to say this in this conversation. The reliance on the presence of God is the most important thing. Now, I want to hit into Jeremiah because I want to hit into the condition of the heart. Jeremiah sure. 17, 9 through 10 says this. Uh, Mike, it says this. It says, the, and we know this, the heart is deceitful above all things. Not some things, mm-hmm. all things. And disrespect, I love this, this res, apparently wicked, desperately, sorry. It's so deceitful above all things, is desperately wicked. Who can know it? And I love verse 10 because the Lord says, I, the Lord, meaning what God's saying is like, listen, all of y'all are not me, right? Your heart is messed up and I'm the only one. He says, I, the Lord. And I love that it says, I, comma, I am the, I am the only I, the number one I, the one who knows who he is. The Lord searched the heart. I test the mind even to give everyone according to his ways. Mm. And I love that because what he's saying is that your ways are attached to your heart. And if you don't then put that heart underneath I, the Lord, you're only going to lead to deceitfulness and desperately wickedness. Mm. Those are the only Mm. two outcomes because your heart is going to lead you somewhere. The key is what are you going to let your heart lead you to? Because it's going to lead you somewhere. It can either lead you to deceitfulness and desperately wickedness, or you can hand it over to the one who searches it. Mm. Mm. Draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. Come on, man. So, humility and brokenness is the engine to drawing nigh to God. Pride draws you away from the Father. Come on. Right. And I, I, I want to go back because you're saying you're saying so many good things, Danny, as you always do. Stop it. But I, <laughs> <laughs> as you always do, I got to go back to something, man, because it hit my heart as you were as you were talking about the heart, man. And we just talked about like being stuck. Did you know in Malachi chapter one that the Lord says that he loved Jacob? And that he hated Esau? Yes. And I'll break this down because it's, it's so on point to what we're, what we're talking about. It wasn't that he hated Esau. It was the hated that he, what he did more than anything. Which was, he was able, and we know the story of Jacob and Esau. Jacob uh, was the hill grabber, the trickster. Esau, we ultimately know, sold his birthright. He settled for something that was inferior 
yet forfeiting his future, right? He was, he was so, so intoxicated. My alarm is going off, Danny. Give me one second. I'll pause, okay? Yeah, one no, second. yeah, yeah. Okay. This is good. This is why we do these things live, man. Uh, I'm going to quote while, while Mike is working on his alarm, which is, is going to be good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote a couple of more scriptures about the heart. Um, Proverbs 16.5. So you guys can go ahead and write those down. It's Proverbs 16.5 and Proverbs 21.4. Proverbs 28.25. All of these talk about the heart condition. All of them talk about pride and where so proverbs 16 5 says every proud in heart is an abomination to the lord and the reason i do this um and we don't stop the the podcast many people will stop and is i like to keep it organic um I'm back. things happen no 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 go ahead i'm gonna read these scriptures and i'm gonna let you jump back into to okay. uh uh to malachi um so proverbs 16 5 every proud in heart is an abomination to the lord uh, Proverbs 21.4, a haughty look is a proud heart, right? Uh, to Proverbs 28.25, he who is of a, a proud heart stirs up strife, right? Um, and uh, so I, I just wanted to lay those foundation scriptures while you was going, Mike, on pride. If those who want to uh, look into some scriptures about why pride starts at the heart, those are some of the ones that they can look at. But go ahead. You was talking about uh, Esau. Yeah, the wind blew my door open, um, which is which is weird. But anyhow, uh, basically my point in saying that about Esau and Jacob, pride makes you settle for a now impulse while forfeiting mm. the future. Mm. I'm going to say that again. Yeah, yeah. Pride makes you settle for a now impulse, the battle of the now impulse while forfeiting the future, right? I'll sell my birthright. I'll sell my future for what I want right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a heart thing, which is a pride thing. It's a heart at the end of the day. I, and listen, I want this boyfriend, I want this girlfriend to be my wife. I may be forfeiting my future, but I want yeah. what I want right now. Right? It, I want this house. I can't be able to. I can't afford it. I want this car. I want this career. And it's all dealing with what you want right now which is contrary to your point of maybe what the will of god is for your life come on man which is pride that's all i want to say about esau no no it's it's uh it's a moab uh if you read jeremiah chapter 48 it's the whole story of moab and how moab was brought down and verse 29 to 30 says and we have heard the pride of to your point of moab he is exceedingly proud he mm -hmm. continues to be proud of his loftiness and his arrogance and his pride and of haughtiness of his heart. And I know his wrath says the Lord, but it's not right. And his lies have made nothing right. And so if you continue to read 48, what the Lord does, he, he brings Moab down <laughs> and, and, yeah. and he basically curses Moab because Moab himself cut off his future to your point, mm -hmm. cut off yeah. the things that he needed to, you know, um, and I was thinking about this and you brought me to a story that we would never talk about pride, <clears throat> but um, I know we don't have much time left and I want to discuss it with you because I think it's going to give us some highlights on pride and also talk about what you're talking about, Mike, in almost a different light. 
Let's go to Luke 15. And we always talk about Luke 15 in a different way. And I think the Holy Spirit is wanting us to explore something here. Because I don't know. I don't have it all together, but I'm hearing something here. So Luke 15, we know is the parable of the redeemed there. Uh, according to Damon Thompson, that's the title that he gives him. Um, and we have adopted that. So we say that now, too. So that's that's our our our, our uh, mm -hmm. thing that we say. Um, a lot of titles of the Bible says a lost son. And it's talking about the two son story and the father. And Mike, I don't know if this is going to make sense or not, but I'm going to read verse 25 to 32. And I think there's something here about the oldest son of what you're talking about, Mike. And some things that we do in relationship because of the conditions of our heart. And remember what I think what sparked this is uh, what sparked you, Mike, and what sparked this in me was when Jeremiah says, I, the Lord, search the heart. Like bring your heart to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Because he knows it's only going to lead to deceitfulness. And here I feel like the father is trying to get the son's heart to align with his. I feel the Holy Ghost of this, man. A lot of times we are not letting our hearts be aligned with God's heart because we have so much pride and we are so much hurt. And sometimes comparison leads to pride, right? Mm -hmm. We look at our neighbor and we are comparing and God is like, yeah, but I need you to see them through my lens. And you're like, no, but I'm seeing it through this lens and it's not fair. And we get this competitive nature. Remember, is a curse to be gifted and is a blessing. If you competitive, if you use, you can use your competitive to drive into pride mm -hmm. instead of using your competitive to get better, right? Mm -hmm. So you can use your competitive, I'm going to go get better. Or I'm going to use my competitive, oh, because I'm going to prove him wrong. And, and so there's a thin line with that, right? There's a thin line of saying, man, I'm a self-made man. There's a thin line, right? If you really are, you're not, there's no human that is. All of us are a byproduct of everyone that's in our lives, but we could take mm -hmm. that and be like, oh, I did this, I did this. Well, go ahead and keep on saying you did that's pride and mm. idolatry. Go say, go ahead and say that you did this on your own. No, 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 no. I, I'm a combination of every human that came into my life. Mike's a combination of every human that's came in his life. I'm a combination of my relationships that God has allowed me to listen to and allow me to form who I am today, right? I'm saying a lot, but not read it because I want to read this thing. And I want to get your opinion, man. 25. Now his oldest son was in the field. And as he came in Jew, so everybody knows the story, right? The youngest son left. Uh, the father was waiting for him. The oldest son, you know, got rid of his inheritance. He's, he's in a hog pen. He gets a revelation from God. He sees his father's house. He thinks, I'm just going to go be a servant in the father's house. He humbles himself. The father runs to him. A king's never run. He ended up running hugs him, kiss him, right? And reinstates him right back into sonship because he never left sonship in the father's eyes. So here, verse 25, and his oldest son was in the field and he came and drew near to the house and he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and it's because he has received him safe and sound. Your father has killed the fatter calf. Look at verse 28, but he was angry. The question you have to ask is, why is this kid angry? And would not go in there, for his father came out and pleaded with him. 
I feel like this is where the church is at a lot of times, man. I just, we can go all day with this. We look at what God is blessing and we get so angry at it. Even, mm. But it's the pride that we have. But he was angry. Why are you angry? He's going to tell us why he's angry. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years, ah, there goes pride. I have been serving you. I've been here. I've been preaching. I've been doing this. I live this way. I never transgressed your commandments at any time. And yet, Never given me a young goat that I might make merry. My man, that's the pride and arrogance. But as soon as the son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with all harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. Now, I don't know where this son gets this information from, but the father has never said this about that son. But this son has been holding this in his heart. Verse 31. And he said to him, son, you're always with me. And all that I have is yours. Verse 32, he gets his son to look at him for, through his eyes. It was, it was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and not now found. The father, father God is trying to get him to see through his eyes. Let me get you to, right now you're looking through pride and arrogance. You think you deserve this and you think you deserve that, but you're not seeing it from my heart of mercy, my heart. Yep. He's always been here. And so I want to get your, your your thoughts on this, Mike, as a pride. We never talk about the older son, like keeping into this pride moment because of comparison and thinking that he was better and thinking that he deserved all this stuff. And the Lord is trying to get him to see through his own eyes, like see through my eyes. Because right now you're really prideful and acting like you're way better. That's us every day, right? Entitlement, right? Um, Come on, man. You know, it's a huge thing, right? God opposes the proud. He resists the proud, right? But he gives grace. He gives grace to the humble. The great way to, to restrict yourself from grace is to be operating in pride. Ooh. Because God can't, let me, let me say that again. Say that again, to yeah, restrict, yeah. To, to restrict grace is to operate in pride. God can't prosper the pride. Come on, man. So Leviticus, to your point with the prodigal son, redeemed heir, older brother, Leviticus 26, 19 says, I will break the pride of your power and I will make your heavens like irons. We know the heavens are open. He says, I will make your heavens like iron and your earth like bronze. Wow. In other words, living in lack or deficit is not always of the enemy. It's God allowing us to walk in brokenness. So the remedy sometimes for our hearts to align with the heart of the father is to go through lack and deficit. The, key, oh. the, the storms of life and the challenges yeah. of life and the trials and tribulations aren't always from the enemy. Come on, man. God allows those things to come into our lives to break us, to humble us. So the reason why you're in deficit right now, maybe because you need to be humbled. Yeah. Come on, man. Hard, hard times are sometimes harvest of pride. Let me say that again. Yeah. Yeah. Your harvest of, of pride is hard times. Challenging times, difficult times could be harvest for you because of the operation of the heart 
operating in pride. Yeah. So there's more to say on that, but I, does that make sense? Oh, that's so, let's, it, it, it's James 1, 2. We read it all the time. My brethren, count it all joy. You fall into various trials, knowing that this testing, this testing of your faith produces patience, but patience have its perfect work, yeah. that it may be perfect, and that word completely grown, completely mature, and complete lacking nothing, right? Because God, to your point, Mike, does not skip processes with us. God knows us more than we know ourselves. He understands mm -hmm. those natures, those tendencies that we have in us. And so a lot of times we're, we're, we're asking for rain, blessing God, bless me. And God's like, I want to. But until I deal with the condition of your heart, I can't. Yeah. Because if I give it to you before time, we are fathers. You and I are dads. We understand this like no other, right? Our kids, you know, Maya wants to drive now, now that her sisters drive, but I can't. You're not ready yet for the car, yes. Maya, why? Yes. Because if I give you the car, Maya, I am going to give you, basically, I'm going to allow you to hurt other people, right? Mm -hmm. And so the Father is so gracious and merciful to us, right? And that's why it's, it's no matter what, I love Paul, no matter what state I am, I'm content. Why? Because whether I have, I give glory. Whether I lack, I give glory. Why? Because I know that he's producing something in me. Yeah. It's him producing. Yeah. It's production of heaven, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes we get so upset because, and again, that's where comparison comes in. Well, Lord, I don't know why they got this and why they got that. Well, you should be happy that they got that. Just say amen. Yeah, like man. that Again, if, if uh, I want to say this, man. If, if your people around you be blessed, and they get blessed. And I mean, you got you to gotta ask, you got to be honest with yourself here. If your brother calls you up, if Mike calls me up and says, man, Danny, I just got this uh, new car. And if anything in my heart doesn't go, man, that's amazing. I need to then take that. To, if, if what comes out of my heart is like, why you, why you need a new car? Like, if that inkling is in there anyway, I need to go back to the heavens and say, Lord, why is this inkling here? I'm, I'm, I'm helping y'all. I'm telling you, when you have these thoughts, it could be that your sister that you love just got a new house. You know what I mean? Or your cousin that you love or your mom calls you up. Even your own mom calls you up and say, hey, man, I got this trip over here. And something inside of you says, hey, why not me? You got to take that to the cross because that's the yeah. Holy Spirit highlighted inside of you say, Oh, I've still got to produce some things inside of you. That yeah, this still go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Can we can I read Psalm 10 real quick? 10 and mm -hmm. 4 says the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Ugh. In other words, inconsistent seeking says I can live a life without God. Inconsistent seeking says I can live a life. So when you're inconsistent in seeking God and prayer and the glory of God and worship, when you're inconsistent in that, you're saying to yourself and you're saying to God, I can live life without you. Yeah. See, you can't be a worshiper of your own view and God at the same time. <laughs> Come on, it's idolatry. You can't, right? God can't lead us if we walk in stubborn, being stubborn, right? Yeah. 
So if you think about it, you think about it, and, and there's no leading of us at all if we walk in a level of pride and being stubborn. Your purpose in life is direction-centric. And if God can't lead you, he can't instruct you. Yeah. Like, it, it, you, you've got to be obeying his instructions in order to be led. And as you're being led, you're being led into your purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so, yeah. so the purpose of my life is completely direction-centric. I need to hear the voice of God. I've got to be led by the voice of God, right, to get to where God wants to get me. If I get to a certain level of achievement without God, then that really is an achievement then. That's just pride. Yeah. yeah. And there's people all around the world who are trying to achieve things and have a sense of success, but it's not really success unless it's from the will of God. Hundred percent. That's hard to hear, right there. That that no, hurts the uh, pride, right there. A thousand percent. Because we like to say we we did it. I um, did it. We, <laughs> Mike, we've been talking about this in the last some pride. So we've been hitting on this pride for a while. And one of the things that keeps on coming up is that statement that you just said. And we hit it last week. We hit it the week before. And you, and the Holy Spirit's, you know, you in tune with what we've been saying. I I did it. I did. there's a lot of self-made people. Like if you, it, there's more than ever. That's why you go to social media. You go, I did this. I did this. I created this. I created this wealth, man. The moment that you do that, what 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 you're doing is you identifying yourself with Satan himself. Yes, he is the father, by the way. He is the father of lies. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and and you're lying on yourself, right? And, and, and it's weird for me. Um, when people ask the question, man, man, how 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 did you get, man? I did this and that. What I mean, no, bro. I listen. I if it had yeah. not been for him, if it had not been for his, and and this is what to your point, Mike. This is what this is what's so amazing about God. He's so gracious and he's so merciful that he he just waits because he's going to produce what he needs to produce in you. I, I'm telling you. Whether in this life or the next, he will. He's just patient enough. Many folks right now, and because and, and, we got to land, start landing this plane. Many folks mm -hmm. that are listening, you may be praying, God, I'm, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. And I, I, I can turn it around and say, no, God is waiting on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> many people, many people come to me. We yeah. come to us all the time. Man, I'm waiting on God. Well, maybe God is waiting on you. And maybe the first step is dying to self. And surrendering and saying, God, you know what? I surrender all. For now real. We, we used to sing a song back in the days. You know, I surrender all. I surrender all. Right? All to him. My, right? We, we, we can sing that all day long. But when he gets into the nuances of your life, yeah, what he's highlighting is, yeah, you surrender one thing, Danny, but I got this other thing that I'm wanting because I'm producing. Remember, God is active in mm -hmm. you. He's active in our development. He's active in having himself fully alive in us, right? And so he's got to get our flesh, our own nature, so the new nature can walk out of us, right? And so there's these levels of our old nature that he's asking for, but we're not willing to surrender and give up, right? And pride keeps us from surrendering and giving these things up. And so 
So many times we're crying out to God, God, I don't, I, and God is like, bro, I, I understand you crying, but I can't move unless you surrender. I can't move unless you relinquish this thing and give it to me so that I can lead you to your point. God wants to lead us, well, but he ain't going to drag us. No, you, you, I think I'm going a, I'm to a give a thought to what you just said. I think what we've done historically in the body of Christ and the church and particularly is we've surrendered to a song. Mm, come I, on, man. Not to Abba. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to surrender to a song. <laughs> to Abba, right? Let me read this real quick. It's, uh, it's Proverbs 18 real quickly. Proverbs 18 says this in verse 1. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all judgment. One of the issues of this generation, Danny, in my opinion, it has no appetite for wisdom because once you give them wisdom, they believe that you're controlling them. So good. See, I'm more committed to what I want more than I am to revelation and understanding and insight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is a hard thing. Again, no one can it's, tell me anything, right? I, I, I'm yeah. a repellent of wisdom, right? I have no thirst. I have no appetite for wisdom. Why? If Danny begins to tell me wisdom, I don't want to hear it. You're controlling me. Yeah. Is that not in the earth right now? Listen, and I've seen it firsthand. I don't want to put things out there, uh, but I've seen it <laughs> firsthand. When oh, And this is what people don't understand. When you have that type of heart, when you're walking out of that old nature, I it's it's 100%. I'm not even going to tell you 90. It's 100% assurity. That God is gonna allow something. I'm not. I'm not saying He causes this. He's gonna allow your pride to lead you to the way of the, some destructions, so that you can be broken. Brokenness is coming, and I always say this: is either obedient or it's gonna be sacrificed, but it's gonna have the same outcome. I gotta say this again: it's gonna be obedient or it's gonna be sacrificed, but it's gonna have the same outcome. He's asking for obedience, but believe me, yeah. if, if, it, if, if you don't want to obey, there's going to be some sacrifices that's going to lead to your obedience. One way or another, he's going to get to you, right? And so it is on the earth today. And I think that's why a lot of things begin to start happening around us. All of it is, is that God is allowing ourselves to mess ourselves up so that we can come to a realization that, man, I thought I can do this, but whoo, I felt fat in my face. Okay, now help me, Dad, right? And so all of it's going to lead to a point where it's going to be the nice way or it's going to be the hard way. And I choose the nice way. I choose for, to have a conversation with him. But if you want to choose to smack yourself in the head a couple of times, go go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all we can say. Um, because... That's why God is dealing with the heart of the humans, right? I'm dealing with your old nature and I'm dealing, would you be able to surrender? And would you be able, and we talked about this in our last men's meeting, Mike, and a lot of times, would you be able to surrender is would you be able to surrender to another human? Yeah. Are you able to hear from another person? Because we can say I can hear from God, but God is like, I've been trying to talk to you for a long time. You're not listening because my servant is trying to talk to you. Just go to all the old kings in the Old Testament. They'll tell you where they messed up, when the prophet's trying to say something, they didn't listen. Yeah. 
Yes. 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 A pro a king was absolutely worthless without a prophet. Come on, man. Prophets were more revered than kings were. Because prophets had the heart of God. Right? They were the oracles of God for the king. Direction. 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 Our purpose is direction centric. <laughs> yeah. But if we don't have the, the voice of God and the voice of others around us to help guide our lives, then we're operating in pride. Then. You said right? something right there, it, Mike. You said something right there. We do this all the time. Others around you, man. It yeah. is weird for me. It is weird for me. This is how prideful we are, Mike. It's how prideful we are. Yeah. That even for my closest friends, yep. we don't want to hear from yep. in certain areas. And it's weird. That's that's just flat out pride. And if you're dealing with that, I'm telling you, bring it to the Lord. When you feel wow. that, when you feel that, when you feel that from your own friend, bring it to the Lord and say, God, I, why do I feel this way, man? Why do I feel with this way? Why why I'm not letting them in? Like you're bringing them to me and, and what they say is it's hurting my feelings. And we don't even know how to do that, have that conversation, bro. You hurt yes. my feelings, but it's right. It's good. You right? Like we don't even know how to do that because our pride and our heart is so conditioned to, you know what we conditioned to? We'll run to the next one. We'll run to the next one until we now, hear the one. Until until we hear the one. <laughs> that's telling us what we want to hear come on come on man come on i i'm i'm gonna run to a voice that affirms what i really want to do come I'm on man. Run to the voice of, i'm gonna run to the voice of the serpent because the serpent is gonna give me the ability to do what i really want to do which come is on man eat of this tree Ooh. i really I, <laughs> right Ooh. And we, come and, on. And you and i we will land this plane but you and i have seen this throughout the years even with the wave right so many come people come through the way, right? That did not want to be processed, did not want to deal with wisdom, didn't want to didn't want to grow. We're just stuck, right? And, and to your point, you're skipping the processes of where God wants to take you, right? Come on, man. And a lot of people have a hard time hearing no. <laughs> no, you're not ready. It's not time. You're not developed. That's hard to hear. Why? Because my heart is so engulfed in pride. Whew. So much pride. And to your point, I'll go where I can be affirmed in what I want to do. Not for the will of God over my life. That's a powerful notion, Danny, that you just said. I will go. I have an itching ear. And I'll go where I'm affirmed in what I want to do and what I want to become. Which is contrary to where the will of God is my life. Yeah. <laughs> and That's instead hard of right there. It's hard because instead of being married to being challenged, instead of being married to being rebuked, instead of why? Because I don't got it. I'm I'm like I'm growing in this thing. Like if you just yeah. look at life as a journey and a growth, and and don't tether yourself, don't get married to a a, a stop. Right? Uh, I was talking to my sister uh, Janita, and I'm and and she was telling me she said, "Then the older I get, the one thing I really understand is that change is constant." nothing stays the same. And I'm like, bro, that's such the wisdom of growth, right? Only older people, as you start getting older, you start understanding. You know, old, younger people get in, it's like, oh, this is for the rest of my life. And, I'm, and you look at them like, yeah, 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 got you. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
I, I'm going to drive this car forever. You know what I mean? I'm going to live in this neighborhood. But I'm like, yeah, I get it. You know, life hits and everything changes, right? You know? <laughs> and so, you know, you just can sit, just shake your head and go, yeah, well, but well, but wait, right? Not even in a negative way, but like, yeah, we know. Sure. You, I, sure. I'm glad that you enthusiastic about that. But listen, 100% change is always happening and being ready to embrace it. And so part of the change is like, I have to change, Right. Like pride keeps me to my, you said something earlier, pride keeps me to my past, not to the future, right? It keeps me stuck to what I was, not where I'm going, right? And so when we release that pride, we're able to grow and move forward. I want to go to the future, right? Uh, Kim, Kim Clement used to always say, right, I'm somewhere in the future and I look much better than I look right now. I'm somewhere yeah, in yeah. the future. And I look, and that's, <laughs> listen, that's the truth. I want to be somewhere in the future. I want to be yes. knowing that in the future, I am much better. Why? Because I know me today and I live with me and I, I need a lot of change. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's I need a lot of change and being in God's presence. And I'll land this way and I'll give you the last thought. Me being in the presence of God always illuminates where you really at. There it is. There it is. Being in the presence of God always tells you the truth about you. And a lot of folks, a lot of folks flee from the presence because they don't want to see their own condition or where they at. It's a reality to know where you at with yourself, with God, and with others. Why? Because the freedom is that you don't have to stay there. Yeah. Go ahead, no, Mike. I'll there. give you the last word. No, a broken spirit and a contrite heart I will not despise. Psalms 51 is so paramount to our journey in life. A broken spirit and a contrite heart. When we wake up in the morning, our prayer should be, Father, I humble myself before you. Come on, man. Every single day, I humble myself. Because if I don't say those words and believe that within my heart and confess that to the Lord, begin to have that dealt with every day of my life, I'm going to see life through pride. My lens will be pride-filled. And so Holy Spirit is literally in the process of breaking the hearts of his sons and daughters so we can be able to see life through the eyes of the Spirit. Come on, man. And how he, and how he wants us to live our lives, right? He gives grace to the humble. I no longer want grace to be restricted over my life, Danny, because I walk in pride. That's right. Father, whatever it looks like, Whatever, we, whatever you're calling us to do, whatever you want me to do with my life, God, I surrender my life to you. But the surrendering of a life doesn't come unless you're in the presence of the Lord. The tenderizing of the heart comes in the presence of the Lord. Then, then after that, submission sets in, right? And pride has to go. And so I, I know there's some listening to this all around the world, and you may be dealing with pride on a strong level. Um, and pride has many faces. Um, you could be nice and still be prideful. And so I, I think the Lord is talking to you prophetically today for those who are listening for us to deal with our pride in order for us to access the future and to guarantee a future. The Lord is saying to us today, deal with the pride. This is an important topic, Danny. I can't wait to get in next week with you, man. Shalom, Maranatha. We love you guys. And we'll talk next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.